Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to this week's private client podcast. It's Andrew Nida, Moise Param, November 27th, first show after Thanksgiving and yet prior to Christmas, man, we're here. And Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday's today. Don't get too excited. <laughs> and I think people got excited this weekend. What, $9.8 billion on Black Friday? How much of that was you? Uh, about <laughs> the point eight. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, not much. We, we were good this weekend. We were good he this said weekend. Point eight. That would be pretty significant. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, no, we were good this weekend. We were good this weekend. Nine point eight. Yeah. Billion, billion this year, which by the way is a seven point five percent increase from last year. Which seven point five percent of nine point eight billion is significant. Mm. Yeah, last year I think Thanksgiving Day spending hit like five point six. So yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. That's man. crazy. That doesn't even include what's going to happen today. What what is happening already today? Yeah, right. Well, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And um, you know, how was your Thanksgiving? A cut short. It oh, was no. cut short. It was cut short. Yeah, we uh, went to Raleigh. Uh, saw my sister, my my brother in law, my two nieces. It was fun, but we had to. Uh, so we left. It was a short trip. We left Wednesday morning. Uh, arrived around noon and then turned back around uh, Thanksgiving Day Thursday and drove back uh, to Cartersville around 7 p.m. Didn't get back home till like two in the morning. Yeah, man. Yeah, so it was a it was a quick turnaround. Uh, unfortunate, but fortunate enough that you know we were still able to see my family. Had a good time, even for the small time, even for the small window we were there. And my mother's coming to Raleigh in December, so I might take a really quick trip up there. Oh, that'll be good. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go see mom. Yeah. You know? That's going to be a busy bit. week because that's that week, and then Jacqueline's graduating. Jacqueline's graduating. That same week. I'll be in um, Arizona on a business trip. Jacqueline's graduating. Yeah. You're you potentially going to be gone. Yeah. We have our new COO starting on the 11th. We can officially say that. We yes. can officially say that as of today. Yes. Totally pumped about this. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. And then um, and then I've got the the big eventful uh, cousin trip happening right. later that week. So, yeah, man, Thanksgiving for me was uh, it was a good week, man. A lot of fun. We um, able to get away from work. What? I guess half a day on Wednesday and mm -hmm. spend some time hunting. And then uh, we had all the cousins over Wednesday night. Hey, I challenge you guys, if you get some time, you need to make sure you're, you're, you are uh, friending us on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, not just the business, but also our personal profiles, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't post much, but this is going to force me to post. Yeah. Relationship beyond the money. Yeah. You know, you should do it. So make sure you go on there, check out the uh, family photos. We had a really good time, though. Just it's something that we started uh, just over a year ago. Uh, last year, I guess, was our first year. And we have all the cousins over. You know, Amy really takes care of all the planning behind it. I just show up and have a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, was totally blessed, though. We got to also have our foster boys that we used to foster. Uh, birth mom let us have them for the night too. So Nathan and Kratos, they were able to come stay the night and just oh, nice. had a fantastic evening. Good Thanksgiving, cooked two, tur two turkeys, tried my first turkey on the Traeger. How'd that go? Pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can be the judge of my own cooking, but I felt like it was pretty <laughs> spot on. Um, what time-wise, how long did it take? 
seven. Well, the recipe called for like seven and a half, eight hours, and uh, it got done a little early, but that's okay. It still turned out great. It was like an hour and a half, two hours early. It was like 1030. It was done. I started it at uh, like, you know, 2 a.m. or something, 3 a.m. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I started it at 4, 3.50 or so in the morning, and it was done by 1030. Wow. Yeah, a little ahead of schedule. That's okay. okay. That's fine. It was really good, though. Actually, I cooked one in, in the Traeger and then also did the air fryer, oilless air fryer, infrared by Charbroil. And that's like your easy drop it in, turn it on, be done in three hours type of thing. And um, it's really good, too. I like the Traeger better. Mm. And I've done one on the green egg, too. I don't have a green egg. My mom does, and I, and I like it probably the best. But the Traeger was pretty solid. Hmm, yeah, very good things about the Traeger. Yeah, not bad. Kind of sit and forget and, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're you're out there in the cold trying to get a turkey going. Uh, 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 anyway. You weren't the only one. Yeah, I wasn't the only one. <laughs> but, no, it was a good, uh, good Thanksgiving week, and um, hope every one of you guys also had a fantastic week. So hope you enjoyed your time with your family and – and took our advice and just was super intentional about investing uh, time into into those that you you love and cherish most. And relationships matter. So, uh, with that said, we got a big week ahead of us. So why not? Uh, no better time. Jump into the one of the most important minutes of the show. It's time for the bull bear market minute. Yeah, last week was, uh, you know, a holiday shortened week, so uh, don't expect too much. It was light trading volume um, on Friday, and for basically for all of last week, but uh, the U.S. equity market was up for the fourth straight weeks, um, so that was actually pretty solid. Um, NVIDIA had an absolute stellar earnings report, uh, but however, there is some selling pressure. Uh, I think a lot of it is because over the last four weeks, actually, NVIDIA is up 25% over That's the last insane. four weeks. So uh, again, the earnings report was pretty was pretty strong, uh, but the S and P gained one percent for the week. Uh, that's up, and S and P is up ten percent, almost eleven percent over the last four weeks. Ooh. So you remember, uh, I guess a month ago, right, right around Halloween, when there was calls that you know we were going to hit S and P went below its two hundred moving day average. Uh, there was oh, yeah. calls for cash uh, for some managers. Uh, you know, since then the S and P is up almost eleven percent. Uh, Dow's up uh, one. Dow was up 1.3 for last week, and Nasdaq 0.9. Uh, the Russell 2000 at 0.5. Uh, that's S- cap weighted S and P that you're given. That's that. That's cap weighted S and P. The equal weighted S and P was up 1% last week. So it was a you know good solid week. You know again four consecutive four consecutive weeks in a row of, of uh, positive returns. I mean we can't. You can't beat that. Coming out of what was really a very pessimistic view at the time. You're right. right. A, lot, a lot of managers moving and making bold moves to cash. Some analysts calling to hit like a 3750 on the S&P 500. And then all of a sudden, man, we hit that floor and then bounced out like a racket. I mean, it was, it's was it been solid ever since. It has been. So the – oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, – Following up this week, you know, this week is a strong week. Uh, we have earnings from companies like Intuit, Workday, uh, Salesforce on Wednesday. That should be a really big one. Uh, what else do we have here? What's that? Salesforce, Snowflake, Dollar Tree. Five Below, Foot Locker. I mean, that's going to be huge on Wednesday. Synopsis. Yeah, there's uh, several, several. Actually, this week's a huge week. Yeah. You know, on top of that, we have uh, Thursday, 
the Bureau of Labor Statistics released the core personal consumption expenditures price index. Mm -hmm. That's a lot uh, (laughs) for October. Uh, And, you know, this it excludes volatile food and energy prices. But but this number is the Federal Reserve's preferred inflation measure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The index index is, I think, forecasted to rise 3.5 percent year over year. Um, so we'll see, you know, yeah. we'll see what it says, but that's going to be coming out Thursday. That's obviously a big one to to keep your eyes on. We'll definitely be keeping our eyes on it here. Yeah, because the next Fed meeting is, uh, what's it, December 12th, 13th? Right, right. So, yeah. And the, this, is the, this is the number that they primarily look at. Obviously, they look at a lot, but it's the it's the one that can move the needle. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but I, th- I still think everybody's forecast is that we see another pause, pause. Until, until the new year, which is going to support this... Uh, Continuation of spending and (laughs) continuation of the Santa Claus rally. Let's go, baby. Keep it, keep it moving. Um, And then also, let's see, S&P CoreLogic releases its uh, national home price index for the month of September. That's coming out Tuesday. Um, Yeah. And then the conference board releases its consumer confidence index for November. Wow. It is a busy week. Yeah, it's a busy week. On to the AMG executive summary uh, in in review here. Existing home sales fell 4.1% on month over month in October, missing its forecast. Mo's going to expand on that a little bit. And then durable goods orders also fell 5.4% month over month in October. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the existing home sales, uh, again, like you mentioned, below expectations, uh, seasonally adjusted annual rate of 3.79 million units. So that's the lowest since August of 2010. So uh, down 14% from a year ago, uh, which is the least negative since June of 22. Uh, but we haven't, but it hasn't been up year to year since August of 21. So now I would say if I would, if I were to wrap that up into a, a, a view, I would say that's probably a, a negative view of the, of the real estate or the home, the home sales, space. Uh, individual space right now. Uh, also month over month over month, like you said, existing home sales fell about 4%. Uh, that's the biggest decline since November of last year. Um, so they've been down uh, 19 out of the last 24 readings, which includes five in a row. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, home sales are just going down, which makes sense, right? Existing home sales going down, um, you know, uh, you know, we were actually we were talking about our mortgages, our personal mortgages earlier th- this morning, and you know I'm locked in at two point seven five. You're at a very six, six, and I bought it to six. You bought it six, right? Mm-hmm. So very in today's climate, very attractive interest rates, and so you you know you 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 would expect to not see homes existing home sales continue to increase, um, but I'd say even on a neutral landscape, um, the the median. Existing home price went down four months in a row, so it's declining to three hundred and ninety-one thousand in October. Hmm. So that's up three point four percent from last year, but still a trend of it going down. Um, I think, believe as early as January of last year, I believe the medium home sale was about medium home price. Sorry, was about four hundred and thirteen thousand. Yeah. So now it's at three ninety-one. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, you're seeing a slowdown in the area that everybody expects expects it, mm-hmm. you know. And you move into where you're in spending season. You spend nine point eight billion on one day, Black Friday. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's gonna mess with. You know, we're getting uh, to a point where I think people's uh, credit card payments might be greater than their mortgage, mortgage payments. payments. Probably. That's an issue. Probably. That's, that's a an big issue. issue. Don't let that happen. Uh, but know, that, it, you know, this supports the, the 
advice of the day that don't let your credit card payment become greater than your mortgage payment. If there's one thing you can take from today is that. And, don't, and hopefully you don't have either or you're getting to a place where you don't have either. Uh, right. But I think that number supports, you know, Powell's movement, you know, of higher rates. One of the things that we, were, we talked about from the beginning of this podcast when we started it was, you know, the, the pressure that the feds wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And housing prices was one of them. And so to go from 413, you know, a little over two, a year and a half ago to 391, I mean, the, the, it's there. You know, mm-hmm. it's exactly what he wants it, where he wants it to go. And the only other thing I'll throw out here, along with this um, AMG executive summary regarding durable goods, and durable goods real quick, are basically a category of consumer goods that do not wear out, you know, quickly. Therefore, they... They don't have to be purchased on a frequent basis. They're part of core retail sales data, uh, but they're durable because they last on average three years or longer. Right. So you think about on the consumer side, you know, cars, appliances, furniture. On a business side, you're thinking things like computers, telephones, and even cars, right? Uh, yeah. But furniture for your which for is your funny office. because you know people got in the habit of swapping out those things. So so just just the ease of what interest rates were doing to us in our habits, you know, over the last three to four years. Yeah, you know, you got into this life of I can swap a vehicle out with no problem because of interest rates. And just look at the influence of what interest rates had on our natural everyday spending. These are durable goods, things that shouldn't be ultimately purchased <laughs> every year. You know, you shouldn't be buying a new phone every single year. Right. You know, you shouldn't be buying a new vehicle or swapping a vehicle out every single year. But, you know, with with rates being as low as they were, it supported that that concept in some some aspects. But to this point, durable goods, they also fell 5.4% on a month over month in October, the second biggest decline since COVID um, and is below its forecast. Um, I think the forecast was 3.1. So actually significantly below, below the forecast. Uh, lastly, I will hit the, uh, the note of the week, the cost of Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh, you ready for this? Yeah. The cost of Thanksgiving dinner in 2023, which is, it's not true. It's, <laughs> it's not true. Uh, I don't know where this, this, co- the number is. I, know I don't what know we where spent. this comes from. I know from. what we spent. I bought two turkeys for $90. I spent $90 on two turkeys. 45 bucks a turkey. That ain't, that doesn't include the seasoning, the pellets from my grill. <laughs> that doesn't include oh. anything that goes on or around it. What'd they say? What's the average? $61.17, down 4.5%. Let me tell you something. That's, that's got to be per person. For all of my <laughs> incredible clients that hosted Thanksgiving, you know it's a lie. <laughs> I want to see someone's Thanksgiving table for $61, whatever whatever the number was. Man, there was no way. You couldn't eat. That was, uh, who was who was doing uh, turkeys for, was it Popeye's? No. Yeah. It was uh, very turkeys, you know, yeah, or Bojangles. It was one of the two. Okay. Maybe that's how they did it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they bought a few pieces of turkey and and cooked it at the house. And, Uh, you know, quick. there's no way that's got to be per person. Somebody who wrote that number, they went to Cracker Barrel. Yeah. They're missing a zero somewhere. They went to Cracker Barrel by themselves and had a (laughs) cup of coffee and some, and, and the Thanksgiving dinner. That is all that happened. Anyway. On to a very fun topic. So Mo and I, we were just thinking about what to talk about for the month of December. And we're just going to keep it light because we have such an intense schedule 
uh, that we're going to hit after the first of the year. Some great things coming to you guys on the show, kind of revamping the podcast and how we're going to handle it going into 2024 that we thought we'll keep it light. Yeah, why not? And the the topic that comes to mind, predominantly because I'm reading a book about it, and, and Mo and I have been talking about it, is just the word generosity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, th- this, this term generosity really is applicable to everybody. Oftentimes I think, you know, we, we, we might view it a little bit differently in regards to how we should be generous just because of maybe our faith, our background, our raising, our culture, or, you know, where we're from. But th- the truth is generosity should play a part in all of our lives. Right. Yeah, I believe so. Absolutely. And and it's a great contributor, I think, to to joy and satisfaction, you know, which is odd. But the truth is, is there's a lot of joy that comes with blessing others mm-hmm. and giving and supporting and and helping other people out. And so we want to we want to talk about just some some cool, fun things throughout the month that's going to be focused on generosity in hopes that as you prepare for Christmas, whether you are a, a grandfather, grandmother, a mother, father, or, you know, a child or, or whatever, you find an opportunity with your family to be generous, whether it's uh, serving, you know, at, at the church and, and ba- buying gifts, maybe for a family that can't afford gifts, or you're serving food or whatever, find an opportunity to be generous. Yeah. That's the mission. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, let's see. For my small group, we've, you know, for the last few years have found local nursing homes and uh, they do this all the time. They have a list of items that each of their residents want, you know, and it'd be things like, you know, slippers or a robe or books, puzzle books, um, you know, perfume, whatever it may be. And we go out there, we just, you know, we adopt, quote unquote, adopt like three or four of the the residents there and just fill their, uh, fill their wish list up. Absolutely. Um, things like that, you know. Um, and this time of year, we have so much, op- there's so much opportunity out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know? like how much, $9.8 billion of spending, right? I mean, how much of that could be actually used for other people as well, opposed to ourselves? And I'm going to, and I'm going to throw this out there. We, we, at our church anyway, we have this uh, hope for Christmas. That's right. And, and, and hope for Christmas is basically the community, uh, individuals and families that can't afford to buy Christmas for their children their children make a list and they submit almost like, I don't know if it's an applicant. I really don't know how the process works, but it gets to the church. And, and then the church puts it out there of, you know, pull these tags. And what we've always done is we pull a age that matches our children. So oh. we have three boys. So we always pull three children and we try to just find something that matches their age. And, and then of course, Amy always gets one girl because she wants to shop for a girl and <laughs> you know, we don't have one. But anyway, we were we were out Friday. Now I'm not a big Black Friday shopper. I'm really not a 365 day shopper <laughs> at all, unless it's you know things that I'm very selfish shopper. How about that? Okay, I okay. like to go when it's something that I'm looking for. Um, but we were out Friday for a half a day before I went hunting, and we were actually looking for some stuff for the boys. Name is like, oh, I need. She saw something that that reminded her. Of, of one of the boys in the age, I think it was a hat. And so she read me his list and it was like a, a, um, a hat that had like a, some type of fishing reference to it. Um, 
and then a pair of shoes and like a, a some type of clothing item. And I'm like, like, that's it. That's it. You know, that's it. That that's what that's what he wanted. And we just, you know, which everybody approaches Christmas differently. Everybody has a different way of, of thinking about it. But sometimes you look and and you realize, man, some of these kids, they're asking for just really basic, basic. essential needs. Yeah. You know, basic. He's not asking for anything crazy. You know, he wants a hat and, 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 you know, some clothes. And so anyway, I just, it just, I, I was just blown away because I, I try not to get caught up into this whole shopping theme. It's not really, I, I have my own thoughts about it, but, but anyway, when you, when you look at it from that perspective, man, it, you can do so much with so little. And for some of you guys, all of our clients, right, you're in a financial position to do it. Um, but some people aren't, and you can also serve in other ways. You know, you can give of your time and mm-hmm. help serve, you know, find a place to serve food or write a letter or write a card to somebody. You know, there's there's a lot of ways yeah. to be generous. And it's ways to be generous with your coworkers and with your. <laughs> so, so the article, article, the article <laughs> of the day from no other than Harvard Business Review. Maybe. I don't know what it was, Harvard Business, but when I read it, I, the, the, the title, which is what grabbed me into this article, was how to be generous in the workplace, okay? Mm-hmm. How to be generous at work. And when I started reading, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. I mean, you like, know, great for, for, for you guys and for us to read through. I'm like, this is totally, and then I realized something. Because it's written, written by Harvard, which are predominant business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, CFOs, leaders of organizations, I realized that it was written with a bias. A complete bias. So you want to hit it? What are are the headlines? The eight concrete ways, concrete ways to be generous at work. Coming in at number one, make your boss's life easier or better. (laughs) (laughs) That's number one. Make your boss's life easier or better. So easier said than done. So anything from put their agenda ahead of yours, you know, uh, you know, watch as, you know, if you put your, if you put their, your boss's agenda ahead of yours, you'll see your rise in success in, the, in, in their business. Um, make your boss look smarter in meetings. Prep them before their trips and provide much value <laughs> add on their projects. It will yeah, pay dividends. Which, by the way, <laughs> is not a terrible way at being generous at work, except it just doesn't leave that category. <laughs> Number two, think about next steps so your boss doesn't have to. Oh, okay. Always think about how you're moving the ball forward. When you complete a project, take a moment to celebrate. Then quickly shift gears to think about how to make you, how to make things easier for your boss. That made number two on the list. Uh, number three, lead with the punchline. I love this one. I love this one. <laughs> I might have to read this verbatim. Uh, so when you're sharing information, start with a new and different or important so that your colleagues know the exact purpose of your conversation. Now, listen, I got to say something because we got a lot of business owners that are listening to the podcast and and they're like, I kind of get that. Yeah. Basically, what it's saying is get to the freaking get, point. Get to the point. Yes. I get that. Like when you come in here into the office and you want to tell us something, like get to the uh, something. Yeah. You don't ever want me to say, what am I supposed to do with that information you just told me? 
or or worse, what the heck is he talking about? But that was totally written by a business owner. <laughs> Get to the point. He said lead with a punchline. Uh, what about share information readily? Okay. I love this one. Don't hoard the information. Of course. Because your boss needs to know so you don't pass him. <laughs> so you don't pass him up. He needs it, right? So make sure you don't hoard it. If you come up with a new idea, if you're being innovative, if you come up with you know, new software that would benefit the organization or the sales team, by all means, share, share with it. your boss so he can take credit for and it. And get to the point. Yeah, get to the point when you're sharing that information. Uh, number five, always ask if you have a moment to speak. <laughs> Don't walk into your boss's office and yeah, give them an out and say, if it's not a good time to talk, it's not a good time to catch up, um, you know, offer to come back or, or ask to get on the calendar. You'll get better results. And the other person will pay and your boss will give you his, his or her full attention. Now this one I could go with share credit easily, mm. you know, unless it, yeah, I guess so long as your boss isn't wanting you to share credit with him so frequent, <laughs> share it easily. Yeah. Make sure everybody gets the credit, right? Be a mentor. That's right. Be gracious with your time and your expertise and contribute. There's some in here that are decent. I like this last Be a mentor. One. Yeah. The last one, assume collective responsibility for failure. Of um, course. Yes. Mo, you like that one? I, I think the, as a, bo the boss is like, listen, share the credit, <laughs> give it back to me, but then also make sure that you're equally responsible for all the things that go wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, I, I like that one. That 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 builds a team approach when when you do that. It does. Yeah, it does. I'm assuming, but the, yeah, when you think about this, this does have a tilt towards management, management owner, boss. You know, just make their lives just a little better. This was our, uh, you know, last minute due diligence and trying to find a reasonable topic and article to support the topic. And uh, we thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I was like, really? I mean, you guys should look it up right now. It's, it's literally the article of the day. Um, I think we found it on Barron's or something yeah. from Harvard. And yeah. That's, that's, I got that's hilarious. Like totally, go, totally written with a bias. <laughs> go out there and be generous. Listen, at the end of the day, <laughs> take no advice from the article. Uh, be generous in a way that doesn't, doesn't guarantee you credit right. or recognition. Cause that's what it's, that's not what it's about. Yeah. So many truths found in that you need, you need to do it, do it because you're prompted to do it. You feel like you should do it. And even if you don't feel like you should do it, do it anyway. If it's going to benefit somebody else, you'll, 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 receive joy from it and that is your reward all right everything else keeping quiet and silence and and go help somebody this season they need it people need it you they know do. all right we'll leave it with you guys have a fantastic week love you all and uh we're here if you need us Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peram provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.